0: And welcome to the Steam Power
1: Podcast. Chika 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 All right, live from beautiful downtown Southern Maryland. It's time once again in 2016 for the first time ever.
0: <laughs> so it's not once again. Right? Once
1: again for once the first time ever. Once again
0: for the podcast in
1: 2016.
0: First time in 2016.
1: Yep. It's yes. time. So long we can't
0: time. say once again. Just once yet. again
1: for the first time. <laughs> it's time to Steam Power Podcast episode number seventy-seven for the fifteenth of January. Sixteenth um, 16th of 16th. January. 16th. It's close. Yes. Twenty sixteen. Happy Bladed New Year. We are a biweekly podcast dedicated to bringing the latest and greatest in science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Yes. News. Steam power. Oh my God, that's been too long. Power
0: to change the world. Power right? to change the world. Yes.
1: I'm Mike. I'm Lisa. It's time to get steamy. Though
0: so we haven't been a bi weekly podcast we have lately. We haven't been bi <laughs> We've been like, we apologize well. very deeply for that. But uh,
1: life, life happens.
0: happens. Yeah. I'll see. There we go. Jinx.
1: I'm going to drink a little bit here. Water. <laughs> sure, it is. <laughs> um. So, Happy New Year everybody yes happy Um,
0: holidays and and, hope the holidays were
1: good and um so
0: holidays were very good to you
1: uh it was a good time off it's nice not to have to go to the day job
0: yes and you got quite a few new gadgets yeah
1: Uh, we we fell in love with harbor freight this year i fell in
0: love
1: yes got some things and stuff
0: well, and then let's see. The one thing we got off eBay, eBay the etcher,
1: we got a laser etcher.
0: Yes, that's pretty cool. That I, is even pretty I cool. had like I'm not usually one to fawn all over the toys, but I think the laser etcher is pretty awesome.
1: It was. It is, and we are. It's etching. pretty awesome. I have yeah. little wooden pieces. And I label everything with my laser etcher now.
0: It's pretty cool.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh, drill press, drill press was pretty cool. Meh,
0: yeah, mm. meh,
1: meh. Star Wars stuff. Dr. Who, Doctor Who Lego. Doctor Who Legos. Yes. It was pretty cool. We haven't we didn't we haven't done the podcast since Star Wars came out, right? No. We now live in a post Star Wars episode Seven Yes, world. We
0: do. And our whole family went to see Star Wars and much to our surprise, our daughter really liked it.
1: <laughs> we have a new Star Wars nerd.
0: Yes. She is a fan now.
1: I think um, although
0: she's a fan, I think, of the newer well yeah. Seriously, like I'm not so sure I would show her episodes one, two, and three because I don't know if she'd really right. like that. One day out of you morbid know,
1: curiosity she'll probably watch. Them. Maybe.
0: I think she really liked having the girl as the hero. Sure. You know. I agree with that. That's got to appeal to any female on a you know, deeper level, but she did enjoy it.
1: That was pretty cool.
0: It was a good movie. I have to admit, it was it was much better than the last three that they have put out in recent years. Definitely,
1: yeah, definitely. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. It was a good movie. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. They're uh, they're struggling to make their money back. I think they're only oh like
0: geez. yeah, I'm sure they're one point
1: uh, eight billion two or two point one billion.
0: As, is yeah. that counting all the merchandising? No, that's and just the, the box I mean, office. My yeah. goodness. They have Star Wars yogurt, Star Wars dog toys. Star. I mean, anything you can think of. I haven't seen Star Wars toilet
1: paper yet. That would be pretty cool.
0: I bet they have it.
1: They bet you somewhere they do.
0: Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> <sighs> um. So,
1: yeah. 2016. Yep. New year. Yep. Yep, I keep looking over there because the camera used to be over there, but now it's over here.
0: Oh, I've been looking over there too. No wonder yep.
1: the little blue lights mean oh. it's a camera. yeah, we got.
0: Now see, you didn't tell me that. I've been looking at the wrong camera to. all this time. We've been um. <sighs> honestly,
1: honestly, um, I've
0: been looking at the other camera the whole time.
1: <laughs> should we? Should let's go ahead and let's um, let's thank our sponsor. Shall we? Yes, Audible. Shan't we?
0: Who I haven't been using lately, but... I have been. I need to you get need, back into it.
1: I've been listening to... Fine, I listened to the Game of Thrones.
0: Well, one of my... I'm, so I'm
1: quote-unquote reading through Game of Thrones. One here. of
0: my Christmas presents was a subscription to Sirius Radio, so I have been listening to that in the car instead of audiobooks. Well,
1: the Audible doesn't <laughs> want to hear that.
0: But I do need to get back and There's, I think, there's a couple of books that've got my eye on, maybe. So well, we
1: have like three credits. So yeah, but I that. mean, when
0: does the next Game of Thrones book come out?
1: Well, there's already five out.
0: Oh, okay. So I think
1: four, five, or six, five, and the sixth one's coming out.
0: Okay, so sometime. you could use them on that, and I then
1: could.
0: when we get a new one, I'll use that on.
1: But they're like it's like thirty-seven hours per book. <laughs> Wow, it's a long time.
0: So, is this book. the whole like all of these books? Is the television show following the storyline in the books? Loosely. Is it like Harry Potter, sort Loosely. of, where they're so yes, know, so, following the same sort of storyline?
1: So here's the issue, right? So they were they were trying to do a book a season. The problem is that they are now coming up to do the sixth season and the sixth book isn't any... That's what I was going to ask.
0: Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so Yes, that's what I was going to ask. They,
1: they have basically said, you know, and they're doing it smartly, is that the books and the, and the show will diverge.
0: But now and what happens when it gets to the point where the show outpaces the book? That's what the, it, so then the book is written purely off of what the show's
1: plot no, so line what is. What they've said is, no, if the book and the story, although they share the same universe are mm-hmm. going to go now in different directions.
0: Okay, okay. It's just,
1: they're just saying, you know what? If you like the show, great. Okay. If you like the books, great. That's if you like the okay. most, Even better. All right. So they're just, they're being upfront with people. So, okay. All right. But if you're curious about reading or listening to uh, God darn it, game of Thrones, you should head <laughs> over to audible com slash steam podcast and sign up for your free 30 day trial.
0: Yes.
1: That'll give you one free credit. Um, and I'm, I'm using my hands here and no one can see it. No, that gives you access to over 180 thousand best-selling books: uh, sci-fi, romance, mystery, classic. I'm
0: actually reading Gray right now.
1: That's one of the ones I'm reading. I don't even know what genre that would be.
0: Um, Chiplet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's chiclet. the follow-up to Fifty Shades of Gray, so
1: it's mm-hmm.
0: it's just told from the man's perspective.
1: Uh that's gonna. You know, I'm to say this.
0: it's actually interesting. It's uh-huh. it's kind of it's actually a little more interesting to me than the book was because when it's told from the woman's perspective, it's just, it's so predictable sometimes, but from the man's perspective, you kind of see a new side of thing. Mm. Like, you know,
1: I'm going to go on the limb and say that it's very, very loosely art.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe sort of, but anyway, you can sign up. After that, after you're, you get a, you're, you, it's fifteen bucks a month. You get a credit every month, and that's good for one free book. Uh, you can, of course, if you want, if you want to read more, you can buy books outright. Uh, you can, I think, there's usually some deals where you can get. You can buy yeah, but, extra credits. At a I mean,
0: honestly, just waiting for the credit every month is, you know, that's it. It comes and goes, and you don't even realize yeah, it. So
1: Game of Thrones, listening to it, it's like when I'm driving back and forth to work and on travel. Took me about three months to listen to.
0: Just one book. Just one book of it. Wow. Yeah.
1: It's long. You
0: forgot long the bathtub.
1: I where's my bathtub?
0: You listening to it in the bathtub.
1: Oh, I do listen in the bathtub too. <laughs> uh, so that's that. So um let's shall we get into stories? Sure. Now? Let's I go. I got I gotta go, um i I messed up, I had the wrong screen. Oh. So this is embarrassing. See, it's
0: been so long since you've done it.
1: Mm-hmm. Very embarrassing now. All right, so there's some well, All the Martian. I may listen to The Martian next.
0: I've heard the movie was pretty good.
1: Books are never. All Star Wars, the book of the Star Wars, The Force Awakens is down, too. Anyway. Yes, usually books are better than the movie, but. It's as true. I have heard that art. The
0: Martian was pretty good and actually pretty
1: true to the book. So. That's always nice. Yeah. First story. Engadget.com. Painless dental cavity procedure regrows tooth enamel. Yay. So basically, (laughs) electrically assisted enhanced remineralization. It's a quote-unquote painless procedure that involves cleaning the tooth decay, flushing it with minerals, and then stimulating those minerals with an electric pulse.
0: So instead of filling the cavity, they are regrowing that part of the tooth. Is that what
1: they're saying? remineralizing So yes. they're saying that okay. they, they are stimulating the natural your body doesn't naturally but it's too slow so they're they're enhancing it and making it faster better stronger
0: when they come out with the let's implant a little bud into your jaw and regrow the whole tooth i will be fully on that train probably like 2
1: years <laughs> away
0: because There's i have more. so many dental problems it's crazy yeah. and just my uh my enamel is pretty much non existent.
1: That's so there you go, this may work for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Next story. That was an easy one. That was a yeah. That was a short what? one. We're we're well we're slow to get back, you know. I'm a little slow. <laughs> so here's one from USA Today's or UTSA. UTSA. UTSA.
0: Wow, that's kind Today. of uh huh.
1: Mm, that is kinda that's
0: kind of shady.
1: <laughs> um Basically, it says, can mariachi music be used to teach math- mariachi. mathematics? Mariachi. Mariachi.
0: Mariachi.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Mari- yeah. Mariachi.
1: You know what I mean. Mari- mariachi. Music, mariachi. Whatever. I'm done. Can it be used <laughs> to teach mathematics to third graders?
0: Why but, just to third graders? I don't understand that.
1: Well, I think it's Why
0: state, not in general?
1: Right. I think though the article is about a, a teacher that's using it for her third okay, grade okay. Class. The,
0: So the study is right. third graders okay. so there's
1: a uh, researcher they're doing um, they were observing yeah a third grade math teacher in a large city in the southwest US I'm guessing maybe
0: so they're taking the backbone of the rhythm right. and using that to teach because mathematics
1: relate to that with, and I guess well I mean it,
0: and it just goes to show how closely math and music are intertwined like it you know it really is about the beat and the pulse of the music and that's very mathematical in concept,
1: and that's right. So that's that is the whole gist of the concept is that because kids have a natural tendency to, to appreciate music, yes, um, that you can reinforce the the more um, not boring, but you know less. Fun so to learn how are they back.
0: using? How are they using it
1: to? Teach man. So this is here, the Mariachi music helps students gain the ability to distinguish between whole numbers and fractions. It helps them understand the relative values of fractions since it's a one half versus one quarter.
0: So are they thinking like um if each each measure of the song has four beats in it or whatever, each note is a fraction of that beat. Is that what they're okay, so yeah, that's a good that's a good concept.
1: Um
0: I would think they could use that with a lot of different. I mean, I guess mariachi music is very rigid and it, it's very defined. It's, you know, it's got well, a specific rhythm to it. Right. I but think lots of, I mean, there's other music that has specific rhythms that could be used too. So,
1: um, yeah. I think the goes on and says, you know, teachers must be careful to refrain from creating lessons that based on the assumed stereotypes of the students' demographic backgrounds. Additionally, she notes that within the music theory – You're talking
0: too fast, and I can't understand a word you're saying.
1: Ideas such as variance <laughs> in time signature and tempo can unnecessarily complicate the lessons being taught. She cautions teachers to keep music and mathematics lessons mainly to a four-slash-four time signature. Yes. Okay. Whatever that that means for the is musically in- yes
0: that's that's the most common um musical
1: is it like one, beat? two, three, four? Yes. four one,
0: yes, exactly, okay. that's what that is one, two, three, four exactly
1: that's the extent of my music knowledge
0: four four over four and three over four are the uh, more common ones where three over four would be three beats per you know, so
1: it's one two, three. Skip something? No, one two. It's
0: just one two three one two
1: three one. Why is two, it three, three over four then?
0: Um, why is it three? Because over three? it just it just it, I you know what that's a good question and maybe it, it, Heather or Adam or somebody who's taken the music, music theory there, could explain that.
1: Why? Yeah, why is it? But one two, four three, is sort three, of
0: like one, the backbone, and then the number on top is the number of beats per measure I so I Each agree measure is four units long
1: or whatever so maybe this that can is. be reversed for old fat guys like me and say can can That's mathematics be used to teach me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never took music theory but you know maybe somebody out there knows that
1: speaking of kids and learning next story comes from science daily And Texas A&M University, new study indicates students' cognitive functioning improves when using standing
0: desks. Now, I had never heard of this.
1: Do students think better when when they're on on their their feet?
0: feet? Apparently, there are some schools out there now that are doing these standing desks where basically the desk is at chest height for a student who's standing. And they also have the basic sitting desks in the room and the kids who want to stand up while they're learning can stand up and the kids who want to sit down can sit down. What I do you like, think about
1: that? I like that. Well, I like
0: that too because I think, I think that would really help with kids that have like attention issues right? where they could actually move around a little more while they're learning instead of being forced to just sort of sit, Underneath the desk, you know.
1: I agree. I think that
0: I think it could cause them to focus better.
1: We have, I mean, you look at the. I look at it this way. Look at a, cl- a schoolroom, a classroom. Yes. It has not fundamentally changed since single rooms. Oh my goodness! Cl- yeah, since the, pra- the, the 1600s,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it,
1: it's a desk, and there's a teacher in the front. It's, yes. A and there's the chairs,
0: room. and there's yeah, exactly.
1: Um, exactly. So I think the idea that, right, the idea of a classroom, everything else has changed in our world. Classrooms are one of those things that fundamentally has never changed. Yes. Um,
0: But what about adults? Do you think this applies to adults? Like, can you imagine going into a meeting where, oh, I think. I
1: think our cat's coming in. Yeah,
0: kitty just came in.
1: (laughs) She became in. Can
0: you imagine having a meeting where people were standing up while you were
1: presenting? Well, There are some places that are called stand-up meetings and our cat agrees totally. (laughs) She's like, you need to stand up and come feed me. Uh, Yeah, I mean. But I
0: mean, mean, can you see that concept taking, you know, obviously not while people are working because if you're at a desk typing, you kind of need to be sitting down.
1: That's not true. So at our, even even in my office today, we got new desks that, they're both sitting and standing. So what you oh. do is you sit down and you type, but then you press a button and the desk rises up and then you can stand and work.
0: Oh, that's now,
1: cool. Being, that would
0: be so good. Health wise. Well, see, so here's the interesting thing. I read the stand and sort of march in place and that can get your heart rate going. And that's, wow, that's really good.
1: So that was part of the, so that we've done some studies from a ergonomics perspective. So, mm-hmm. My understanding is that just having, if you're looking at it for a health issues, just having a standing desk isn't that great. The, the act of simply standing from, again, a health perspective. Yes.
0: Simply standing, but nobody just stands.
1: You so the idea is, Well, so the ones that are really good are the ones that have a treadmill and a standing desk. Oh, my. <laughs> we don't have those. I'm uh, not
0: so sure I would like that. <laughs>
1: But no, I, you know we haven't we haven't asked the question of looking at it from a cognitive abilities thing. Yes, like do um, you
0: actually think? We've better only looked at like your heart, your right? So that would yes. be
1: curious. If is it is it true for our old farts too? Yeah,
0: that I mean that's an interesting interesting concept that maybe extends to adults. Maybe you do think better. When you're able to sort of fidget and allow your body to naturally focus on what you're doing and put your energy somewhere else, you know.
1: My cat is a nope. Very heavy metal. <laughs> it's gonna hurt her. Um, yeah, I mean, so right, the, there wasn't the old saying like you know, think quickly on your feet or something. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what was what. What's the uh, history behind that phrase? That. Maybe we hit. We're relearning some lost ancient knowledge. We must knew that people think better on their feet. Maybe, yeah.
0: Maybe. But I think that's an interesting concept, and I hope they uh, look into that a little That'd more. Be cool. Yeah.
1: Next story from Fortune.com. How a three D printing saved a five year old's life. Hmm. So little Mia Gonzalez yes. uh, had a uh, issue with her heart, which let uh, me find it was called. Um, a double aortic arch. Okay. So it's a congenital heart defect that requires a mineral, uh pretty you know, it's any heart time you crack yes. open the chest. Is, yes. Um, But for so basically for years, um, she was misdiagnosed as being asthmatic because apparently the, what happens when this double, when you have this double aortic arch, mm-hmm. it causes a, a vascular ring to wrap around your trachea. It mm-hmm. develops this whatever that makes you basically yes. have difficulty breathing. Um, the surgery oh, to fix that's it interesting. requires you to basically wow. split this. You know, there's a little incision. You split this little part of the heart um, into two and that is interesting. You do it at the narrowest position and that that relieves this asthmatic like thing. Huh. You're thinking about our daughter now, aren't
0: you? I, you know, yeah. I am because, because she has, or she's been diagnosed with asthma, but the inhaler's, don't help her very much.
1: Well, here do you go.
0: So I've always wondered in the back of my head if there was something out now, I don't think it's anything this serious because, you know, she's she's active and, you know, I don't I'm not so sure she has right. a serious issue. But I mean it's it does get you thinking like maybe it is maybe there's something else going on, you know?
1: Sure. That's always the case. Yeah. Right? So um never
0: hurts to check.
1: So here's what, here's where the, the cool part comes in. So they take an MRI, um, but then the, what they did is they actually they, – he printed it out. They actually took the, the, the results of the MRI, mm-hmm. made a 3D model, and then the surgeon was able to look at the heart and figure out exactly where to make the incision. So oh. by looking at where it was in the heart yes. and he knew where the heart was relative to the body, he was able to – instead of making a big incision mm-hmm. and not knowing where to find it, he was able to make a smaller incision. And get right to where he had to make oh, the cut okay. and to repair this. Wow. So, using the 3D model. We um, really
0: came a long way in the medical field. It's
1: pretty cool. Yep. Um,
0: if they could just uh, get there with Lyme disease, I would be happy.
1: Right. So, I mean, the idea is, you know, and for now, you know, so basically he created a plastic model to, to kind of envision it and look at it, but, you know, the future yeah. is going to be 3D printers that actually. Now I'm curious that you replace body parts.
0: I'm with. curious why he couldn't use the MRI in the same function. Like,
1: well, I think it's one of things where it's one thing. It's just one of those things where it's thing to better it to have a 2D. tangible it's right. it's, it's, thing
0: to actually.
1: So the point of the story is right. Move having around, a three and look at, object okay. that you can touch. Okay. Helps people's even surgeons to be able to think yes. uh, better about okay. the surgery. So that's pretty cool. Interesting. Pretty freaking awesome.
0: Yep, that is pretty cool.
1: And here uh, they follow up the story. Um,
0: so is it it's something that's fixed and now she's fine, or is it something that always right. needs follow up or something like that?
1: Uh, two versions of blah blah, blah 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 doesn't really finish up about how, okay how she's doing. I'm assuming that she's okay because well, yeah, I that's her have in the picture, right? So
0: um,
1: so here's the the idea. Here's the, the quote from the surgeon uh, himself says for a heart surgeon, I'm used to be able to hold a heart when I operate on it, but I can't hold an MRI in my hands and feel it and create an operation. The okay. 3d printed heart gives you a fantastic view of a very complex three dimensional problem. It helped me do a really good operation for her. So basically it cool. helps him do plan the operation. Yes.
0: All right. That's cool. That he
1: can't do with an MRI.
0: Yeah.
1: That's neat. Next story. This, this is cool. You gave me this. This one.
0: was the one I gave to you. Yes. For
1: uh, a reason. North. North <laughs> Northeastern University researchers create a metallic glue that may stick it to soldering and welding,
0: and hopefully the smell that it creates. <laughs> and hopefully, it's,
1: so the idea <laughs> because is because
0: I can always tell when you are soldering something; it literally smells like a factory in here. It just—I've well, got my—it is got, not pleasant.
1: I've got my thing now. To you suck have the yes,
0: I did give you the the hood for Christmas to try to vent the air you know but my goodness
1: it does not smell pleasant so basically this is a metallic glue that sets uh at room temperature requires no heat like soldering today you got to hit the soldering yes. iron. Um, so it's probably a
0: lot less dangerous probably too.
1: and requires a little bit of pressure to seal so i wonder if you have to have like a little vacuum thing you put it in um let's see here so they published it just, I guess, this month in Advanced Materials and Processes, um, and they talk about the development of, um, of how they went about it, and it talks about the electrical bonds. Um, but the, So the bottom line is, um, it says the standard polymer glue does not function at high temperatures or high pressures, but the metallic glue does. The standard glue is not a great conductor. Of heat and electricity, but the metallic glue is. Furthermore, standard glue is not very resistant to air or gas leaks. but the metallic glue is. So basically, both for soldering perspective, mm-hmm. like electronics, um, because it's conductive, that's good. You want your stuff to conduct electricity. Yeah. But then also from the welding perspective, where you want to make good strong seals that are resistant to if you're doing heat real and gas, well, and, gas, right? Yeah. So apparently this is like an all-in-one magic. Yeah, I mean
0: that's um, pretty glue. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Metallic glue has multiple applications. Many of them in the electronics industry. Uh, as I said, serves as a heat conductor. It can replace thermal grease currently being used, and as an electrical conductor, um, particular for products including solar cells, pipe fittings, and components for computers and mobile devices. So I can't wait.
0: I was going to say, I wonder when this is going to be uh, on the market.
1: Um, I'm hoping it doesn't say. It doesn't say, but I hope soon.
0: So I'm assuming it's just this is a brand new. Thing they've came out with, maybe they're kind of shopping around, right. you know, their brand and their product, and
1: find it because right. I'm
0: was, sure somebody will pick them up. Well, and right. The issue, the, the, and, the
1: issue, genuinely is this because these are academic researchers. It's it's one thing to create something in a lab. It's another to be able to mass, mass produce, produce to do something. Yeah, yeah. And usually, take there's a couple years of like that's what like photovoltaics Are now just starting to really take off because while it was easy to do in a lab, to be able to mass produce them in a way that they were, you know, economically effective, um and actually, you know, working and operating, getting a good yield takes time. So I I don't know if this is something
0: I don't think they would have that much of a problem mass producing glue?
1: You know, it, it, eh, it well it depends. Like what raw materials are required to make that's it, true. and if those are a lot of rare stuff, then that could drive. Yeah, it. that
0: is true.
1: So that's the that's the devil of details between research and R and D and and engineering and manufacturing stuff. Is that a lot of stuff can be done really good in the lab, but you take it out in the real world and and economics, yeah, uh, kind of sometimes bite in the butt.
0: Well, i I thought that was but interesting, and I thought you would enjoy that story. I,
1: I cannot wait. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, like a soldering iron is like a rite of passage, you know. And that to take that away is going to be.
0: Well, you still can teach the crazy. kids with it, and you know, it's it's like having an old computer or something, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's yeah.
0: With a CD drive or DVD drive or, or whatever, floppiness. you know. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah.
1: Ah, the days.
0: Yep.
1: All right. Next story. CNET. The weird star that scientists have been checking out lately is getting even weirder. So I think we talked what about this a couple months ago. What the heck title is this
0: weird star system scientists have been checking so, for aliens right, just so, got weirder?
1: So a couple, I think in the, really? one of the last podcasts we talked about this. this so CNET? Yes. <laughs> so there's a star, KIC8462852. It's about fourteen hundred light Maybe years away MQ from us.
0: Thirty-two modulator. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> and we talked about the story a couple months ago where um, every it was like you know at a at a pretty set frequency period, mm-hmm. this star would dim like by twenty percent. Yes, yeah.
0: Um,
1: which we were talking about the thing called the Dyson sphere, and right? we
0: couldn't figure out why. Right, right,
1: yeah. So in nerd world, there's a thing called Dyson sphere, which is um, what a lot of futurist technologists think that a, a sufficiently advanced society, um, especially one that where their star is starting to die to harness the power of that star more efficiently, you would build these massive structures around your star to actually collect the light and the heat to generate mm-hmm. electricity or whatever energy you need. Um, and because you're actually building something like you're building a ball around your star um, and it doesn't have to be in completely enclosed. It could be like you know, just rings around it. Yeah. Um, but that would still it would orbit. So therefore, you would have this thing that would orbit that would every now and then would cause the star to dim a little bit. Mm. So we thought that was that was one of the possible explanations. But then it was like there was some research looked at the data and said, Nah, more likely it was probably comets. There was just a, maybe a, like, you know a lot of comets had. had Planets they had collided, created a lot of dust, quote-unquote, you know, a lot of um, material uh, building blocks of planets that never coalesced into planets was just causing this. But Yeah, but why would that happen at in an interval? I mean... Well, because that's how two planets collide, they break up. Now that mass travels together over time. And okay, okay, period. okay, I gotcha,
0: I gotcha. Yeah. But
1: here's the thing. One of the researchers went back and his guests, looking at um, they call those glass plates. So we've been taking photographs of stars since like the eighteen late eighteen hundreds, yeah. right? And they noticed something with the star that since eighteen ninety to today, the star's brightness has decreased by twenty percent, about. Hmm. So in okay. uh, over one hundred twenty, hundred thirty, whatever years,
0: is that a significant amount?
1: They're for a saying, star? yes, it, because stars are
0: last long over time, right? Exactly. we twenty percent in the, in, in the, the 100 span of a hundred years is quite right. a lot. It's completely okay. the guy
1: says it's completely unprecedented for this type huh. of sequence star. Okay. Um,
0: so whatever ha- is happening so, is draining the heck out of it.
1: <laughs> so right, so that's the thing. is like okay. on one hand, so so it, it's it's naturally decreased twenty percent. Yes, its average brightness has decreased. And now we're seeing – and then on top of that – Plus
0: you have that 20% Every interval. now and then yeah, we're seeing another
1: okay. decrease. So uh, basically with the data right now that we have kind of flies in the face of both an alien-created Dyson sphere as one answer, but it also is eliminating mm. the natural comet collision dust – you know, around the so stars.
0: what do they think there's
1: so now like we there's the alien
0: know. race on that planet and they're all plugging maybe, their iPods maybe, into it. And it's draining the source maybe, of power. Right. Really, maybe it's, <laughs> uh, maybe it's the Dyson sphere
1: that's under active construction.
0: We're all plugging our uh, electronics into the uh, star, and but how could somebody or how could aliens live on
1: a star? No, you don't. You don't. Well, the idea Isn't is too hot. Well, no. As your star dies, it cools, right? Yes. So some of the some of the ideas would be. So
0: they're you, saying
1: you collect sun on the inside and you live on the outside of but
0: it. But how would that deplete the star of power?
1: It's like, not that it's it's that you're blocking the light coming out of it.
0: No, I'm saying they were talking about the twenty percent decrease of power of the star over no, a span of hundred years. Not, not
1: a decrease of power; it's the light, the amount of the light, light coming out of it. The amount over of the light, span of a hundred years just decreased by
0: 20%. How would they be able to like, okay, let's just for a second, put this crazy wild theory that there's people living on a planet in that solar system. Right. And they're using the star for power. Like we use the sun. Right. What could they so
1: what, do? What he's saying is
0: build something around you know, it to that, block the yes, that's rays. A, that's or a Dyson sphere. Or, but why would they do that?
1: Because that, is in science fiction, not science fiction, but in science, a lot of theorists, that would be the most efficient way to harness the energy of your dying. Then why star. haven't we done that? Because we're not sufficiently, we're saying that this is a more advanced <laughs> society.
0: Oh, okay. That this is
1: a civilization. But if we know about it and we
0: know years. how to do it, why aren't we doing it? I don't we, get don't,
1: that. No, we don't know how to do it. We, oh, okay. We, we, know, we think we, we do understand the idea.
0: We understand the idea behind it, but we don't know how to go about,
1: how, because it. think about okay. it, to, to to encircle. I mean, imagine how big the sun is. I don't
0: even know how you could get close to the sun. How do you like, build
1: something big yes. enough? Right, you would yeah. require a lot of raw material.
0: Okay, now how far away is this star? Like, can we tell that there are planets orbiting it? Or yeah, what? we
1: can tell what we well. Right, we know what planets
0: are orbiting it. Right.
1: Well, well the way you do it is you observe the the star and it's something that's that goes back to why they don't think it's because the dimming of the yes. light that's how you that's how you figure, we, what you basically do to figure out if there's a planet orbiting the stars you yes. take the telescope you aim it at the star and but are a,
0: there planets orbiting this star is what there I'm is
1: something that's the that's the whole point of this was we oh, don't okay. know the they data, don't know what it is the data doesn't make but
0: sense. there but from what they can tell there are no Normal planets orbiting the star. It's just right this now, one mass or whatever it is there's that's something orbiting. Does it, at, it some, make sense? Okay, right. So this could be a man-made planet if there is aliens, some sort of a man-made right.
1: structure. That's but orbiting right now, it. like the the, the data. It's kind of weird. It kind of eliminates both possible answers. So the, this is we going to require more yeah, research. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. That's why this title <laughs> is not one Weird Star, and... Scientists Have Been Checking for Aliens, yeah, just got weirder. That's I why it is. I know. I, that's the and and I
0: know Earth. there are a lot of people out there who think, look at our solar system and think about all the other solar systems out there. Of course, it stands the reason that maybe there's a planet on each of them that has Life and yada, 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 yada. But I just can't wrap my head around that.
1: Well, <laughs> let's. Let... I mean,
0: I've, you know, plants and stuff. Sure. Whatever. If you count that as life, but not a human as we know of it.
1: Let's go from science fiction to science fact in space. President Obama. <laughs> this is actually back in November. But Why we'll... is
0: it? Oh, I was going to say that's not President Obama. In that no, picture.
1: that's Representative Brian <laughs> Babin. Uh, he took
0: some sort of a vacation or something.
1: Basically, we have we have signed into law. Uh, it was it was HR two two six two, the U.S. Commercial Space Launch Competitive Act. Basically, the U.S. now has a law. This mm-hmm. is back to your question. Yes, the this law says that the U.S. citizens are allowed to own any asteroid resources they obtain, and encourages the exploration and utilization of resources from these asteroids. So in other words, So
0: no wait, they're allowed to own the resource, right, not the actual pain.
1: asteroid. Well if you completely mine the entire asteroid, right. So this is not a mine yes. This is not so a so you can't rights. go
0: claim this is my asteroid and then mine
1: it. Right, no. It's if you get to a If an somebody else comes and there and mine mines
0: it? something, they own that. What about other countries?
1: Uh basically we don't really care about that. <laughs> No, this is a U.S. law. There's, this is not a. Okay, so so UN...
0: what if somebody from, say, you know, Russia, goes on the same asteroid and right. mines it? Does somebody from the U.S. say, "Hey, you're mining my hey, yes. stuff"?
1: Well, guess what? Or World War Three? Could
0: they just use this as saying, "Well, I'm mining my stuff, and you mine your stuff"? Like,
1: Welcome to World War Three in space. <laughs>
0: It's kind of vague. A no, I mean, bit.
1: but that's think about it. it. You're asking good questions, but look back at our history. You have the answer. Yeah. We have literally every war is fought over pretty much. Yes,
0: yeah, the territorial thing. Territory yeah. because yeah.
1: of resources. So by that logic, yes, it's uncharted territory for doing this in space. But you know, may, hopefully something will work out. But the idea is basically for now the U.S. is, hey, we're a spacefaring you know, country. Hopefully we'll be getting better at that in the future. Um,
0: I just, to, encur- people, to, to
1: encourage private space. The
0: share these resources with other countries who don't have the means for space
1: exploration. Well, you, you sound like a bleeding heart. <laughs> no, I mean, the point of this is right. Is, and I
0: don't mean necessarily give, I mean, just, you know, I hope they offer, these resources at you know, at some sort of a reasonable cost.
1: If to but here's the thing, right? Countries if,
0: that don't have access. Cu- to I- it.
1: If companies are to be incentivized to invest the big resources into developing the technology and take on the risk to get it out to an asteroid and mine it the only reason they're going to do that is if there is some guarantee that they have a right to profit. I mean, this is, well,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's kind of seems kind of vague that they wouldn't just say you could claim the asteroid or whatever. It's just what you mine. So how can you, like, if you're a company, how can you, um, reasonably put a vehicle or a contraption on an asteroid to mine it that you don't even own.
1: Right. So you're you're trying to you're trying to basically bring in real estate law, well, the idea of pro- yes, of owning yes. land.
0: Because your your contraption I, and your stuff is gonna have to be set up on this asteroid. So
1: Right. So does that become your at- you're asking great it's questions. It's
0: sort of a vague area where I would see as a company, I'm not sure if I would be comfortable enough that somebody wouldn't come try to legally kick me off of there and then it be embroiled in some big legal battle that prevents me from mining in the first place. And now I've got all this high dollar equipment that I can't even use until the legal battle gets straightened out
1: or whatever, <laughs> you know. So basically, Nothing's changed. It's life as a... I'm
0: just saying.
1: Well, to answer your questions, what I would do is I would encourage you, because we are the one thing about being in America, um, being a a, a representative democracy, a republic, um, you can go onto our uh, government's website or Congress's website and read the language that is HR2262, and read. Oh,
0: and I'm sure it's so, it's such a, like, commercials. I'm sure yeah. it
1: is. And maybe your answers <laughs> will get, maybe your questions will be answered That's there.
0: what they make lawyers for.
1: <laughs> I think this is what, I think this is led by lawyers so that they can continue to ensure <laughs> that they're uh, required yeah. uh, even into the future. Yes. So that is that. That is Steam Power Podcast episode number 77. Yep. It's now in the bag. We are back. We're going to try to do bi weekly again. Yes,
0: we will try to stick to the um, bi weekly.
1: I've got some project model. ideas. I'm going to start doing with uh, Gears of Resistance cool. more. Uh, we'll probably be doing more than just electronics now. Are you going to get
0: Gears of Resistance up this weekend too?
1: Uh, I'm going to try. Maybe I'll try to do one just to get like a little bit Yeah, because it's
0: been a while since you've done that too, hasn't yep, it? It has.
1: Yeah. Though I did one maybe a couple weeks ago. So it's been more recent than this one. Okay. But anyway. Um. So we'll wrap this one up, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll be back in two weeks. So sounds good. Any closing thoughts? No. Nope. Requiem streams. Stay Requiem's, quirky and dreams? keep it steamy. Keep it, keep it steamy. On yeah. the, the quirky <laughs> side, um, I guess. Yeah. So thank you all very, very much for listening. And until next time, stay quirky and keep it steamy. Thanks for watching. Bye.